Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, and of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. You see our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Messiah, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Lord of all power and might, the author and giver of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of your name. Increase in us true religion. Nourish us with all goodness. And bring forth in us the fruit of good works. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. First reading is from Jeremiah. O Lord, you know. Remember me and visit me, and bring down retribution for me on my persecutors. In your forbearance, do not take me away. Know that on your account I suffer insult. Your words were found, and I ate them, and your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. I did not sit in the company of merrymakers, nor did I rejoice. Under the weight of your hand I sat alone, for you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Truly, you are to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail. Therefore, thus says the Lord, If you turn back, I will take you back, and you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall serve as my mouth. It is they who will turn to you, not you who will turn to them. And I will make you to this people a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail over you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, says the Lord. I will deliver you out of the hand of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. The word of the Lord. 
Let's say together Psalm 26. Give judgment for me, O Lord, for I have lived with integrity. I have trusted in the Lord and have not faltered. Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind, for your love is before my eyes. I have walked faithfully with you. I have not sat with the worthless, nor do I consort with the deceitful. I have hated the company of evildoers. I will not sit down with the wicked. I will wash my hands in innocence, O Lord, that I may go in procession round your altar, singing aloud a song of thanksgiving and recounting all your wonderful deeds. Lord, I love the house in which you dwell and the place where your glory abides. The second reading is from a letter to Romans. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, preserve persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed. And on the third day he lived. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. So he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, 
If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will the profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father. <clears throat> and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. Truly, I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength, and our Redeemer. Please be seated. Last Sunday's Gospel reading, the confession of Peter of the true identity of Jesus, ends with him telling the disciples to tell no one that he is the Messiah. As followers today, we would ask, why? Why not tell others about Jesus? Why not tell others who he is? If I know, why not spread the good news? Matthew's Gospel reading for today answers that question. Jesus knows and even affirms Peter's words, but he knows that Peter does not fully understand what he means, what that means for Jesus and his disciples. Immediately, Jesus begins to tell them, to show them that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed. And on the third day, be raised. The dialogue that follows between Peter and Jesus is surprising for Jesus and seems normal for Peter. Peter's actions and words come out of fear and concern for his friend. I imagine Peter physically taking Jesus by the arm and walking away from the crowd. He has something to say to Jesus privately. It is urgent. There is no, there, there can be no more talk about Jesus suffering and dying. Peter rebukes Jesus. God, forbid it, Lord. This must never happen to you. Jesus is wondering if this is the same man who had confessed that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of the living God, when he asked the disciples, Who do you say that I am? 
In Hebrew, Messiah means the anointed one. Did Peter believe, understand this in human terms? Meaning Jesus was the descendant of David's line who would sit on the throne and save Israel from their enemies? For Jesus, he had affirmed Peter's words that came from the Father. In other words, divine knowledge, divine intervention. On this rock, I will build my church. Jesus' response to Peter is firm and very telling. Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Peter, the rock, has become a stumbling block. Something firm and steady has become faltering, faltering and clumsy. Peter's mind is no longer focused on the divine wisdom of the Father, but on human fear and weakness. Jesus continues his message on the cost of discipleship. At the beginning, he had called them to follow him. At this point in his life, in his ministry, his purpose, the disciples must choose whether or not they will continue to follow him. The cost is great. As Jesus will take up his cross, his followers must decide if they will pick up their cross and follow him. Move from a human yes to the divine yes. From the human, I will under certain conditions, to the divine, I am willing to lose my life for the sake of Jesus. They will no longer follow Jesus to save their lives, but to lose their lives for the sake of Jesus. In his book, Letting God Come Close, Come Close, William Berry wrote, Those who desire to know Jesus in order to love him more and follow him more closely will also encounter resistance to the call of Jesus. They will be as blind as the disciples who after each of the three predictions of the Passion showed how completely they had missed the reality of the call. After all, those who follow Jesus too close closely will suffer the same fate he suffered, or at least something similar. Here, the source of the resistance is much more realistic. The disciples, when they finally become like Christ, did suffer persecution 
and martyrdom. The reading from Romans is a continuation from last Sunday, where we heard Paul's teaching about being living sacrifices. I appeal to you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present yourselves as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Today we hear, let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, Outdo one another in showing honor. The litany goes on of how we are to live our lives, how we are to give of ourselves to God by giving to others. In other words, how we are to live the two great commandments, to love God with our entire being, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. What Paul is asking of the people, of you and I, takes compassion, sacrifice, perseverance, prayer, hope, discipline, surrender, patience, joy, goodwill, being still and listening, taking up one's cross. These are the disciplines of the disciple. In addressing the Peter, in addressing the people, In addressing you and I as you heard those words, Paul used the word beloved. And if you remember when Jesus, when the transfiguration at his baptism, Jesus was identified. God called Jesus the beloved, his son. And Paul uses that word beloved to address the people and to address you and I as we are dearly loved. God is present. God's grace and mercy is always with us. God's spirit will guide us. God's love is abundant. Spread the good news. Lose your life for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us say together the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, Eternity God with the Father, God and God, light and light, true God from true God, begotten of thee, of one being with the Father, 
are from Form 2. I ask your prayers for God's people throughout the world, for Justin, Archbishop of Canterbury, Michael, our presiding bishop, Mary, our priest, Jessica and Bob, our wardens, Connie, Deanna, Robin, Sharon, our vestry, for this gathering in the Angelican and Anglican cycle of prayer, the Church of the Province of the Indian Ocean. In our community, for all the Burlington area churches, Love Incorporated, the Transitional Living Center, the Women's Resource Center, the Diocesan House Hospitality Center, and for all the ministers and people, pray for the church. I ask your prayers for peace, for goodwill among nations, and for the well-being of all people, for those in the armed forces, and especially those deployed, Mikey Raina Mains. In our prayers, parish cycle of prayer, Bob and Jill Yorin, Eileen Allen, for those celebrating an anniversary, Reverend Joanne Skidmore, Reverend Loretta Mendoza, pray for justice and peace. I ask your prayers for the poor, the sick, the hungry, the oppressed, and those in prison. Pray for those in, in any need or trouble, especially for Johanny, Herviz, and Anastasia, Jane Clothier, Sue Hellingstad, Wayne Herrick, Sharon Johnson, Cindy Lawrence, Mary Nichols, Jerry Ramsey, David Toretta, Mike Winchek, Jimmy Yanni, Jill Yorn. I ask your prayers for all who seek God or a deeper knowledge of him. Pray that they may find and be found by him. I ask your prayers for the departed. Pray for those who have died. Praise God for those in every generation in whom Christ has been honored, especially St. John the Divine. Pray that we may have grace to glorify Christ in our own day. Heavenly Father, you have promised to hear what we ask in the name of your Son. Accept and fulfill our petitions, we pray. Not as we ask in our ignorance, 
nor as we deserve in our sinfulness, but as you know and love us in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you and Father of the by loving God and by loving God upon We have not loved you with our own heart. We have not loved you with ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and free us. In the name of our God, we will and walk in your ways through the glory of your name. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Please stand. Thank you for joining the St. John the Divine podcast. If you're interested in worshiping with us, You can visit us at 9 a.m. at our church, which is at 216 East Chandler Boulevard in Burlington, Wisconsin. If you want to learn more about us, you can click the link in the description or visit stjohnthedivine.org. Just remember, we're the one in Burlington, Wisconsin, not the cathedral in New York. Have a great day. Bye.